Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. He is here in a special way. Oh, come on, let's love him for a moment. Thank Him for His Spirit that we feel here tonight. Oh, thank You, Lord. Thank You, O God. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 10. Before we read today, I want to give honor to God for his presence that we feel here. Give honor to God. I give honor to our pastor and uh, his wonderful families preaching in West Virginia today. We love and appreciate our pastor and his family, don't we? We have the best. You owe it to yourself. If this is your first time, we welcome you by the way of web or here in the building, but you owe it to yourself to come back and hear our pastor next week. And um, and uh, you be in, you'll be in for a for a great treat. And um, I uh, give honor to uh, the saints of God today and who you are. I grew up in church and um, prayer this morning, just reminiscing about the things that I have been privileged and been able to see as a saint's kid. I grew up under the pews, you know, uh, several years back it wasn't chairs, it was pews, and you didn't want to hit your head on the top of those things because those things didn't move. You know, these chairs will move, those pews weren't so generous. But uh, I'd try to sneak from the back to the front and, uh, under those pews and dodging spiked heels and bobby pins and, and uh, just thankful for the people of God. And the amazing thing has been being able to see different ones and pray at this altar for the first time. and God has moved on them and touched them. It's, it's been amazing to see. And to see how you've operated during a pandemic. Y'all have a minute here. And to see how you've operated in a pandemic has been inspirational to say the least. The way you have remained faithful um, in all things. Spiritually, financially, as a my role here, you get to look behind the curtain and to see the faithfulness of the people of God and what looked like would be a season of challenge turned into a season of abundance and to see the way you have operated and remained faithful to God and loyal to Him. I honor you for that today. I thank God for His saints. Are you thankful for the body of Christ? I 
I um, appreciate my parents today. And um, thank you, Dad. Mom's somewhere taking care of the baby. But um, thanks for being faithful to the house of God. Thanks for setting boundaries in my life. Thank you for being some of the greatest Christians I've ever met in my life. You're steady. You love God. And I'm here today because of you, and I love you very much. Just thankful today. Thankful. I better read here. <laughs> I better read. Y'all ready for a good church today? I, I really know that God's going to move in this building. I've got, I've got something I need to tell you. I, I, I just believe I've got a word from the Lord. Deuteronomy 10 and 17. For the Lord your God is God of gods. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's, he's God above all other gods. And Lord of lords. Somebody say Lord of lords. Great, a great God. He's a great God, isn't he? He's mighty. He's terrible. You know, when I was a kid and I got to that word, I was like, what? Terrible. He's not terrible. That word here means he's amazing. He's, he's, beyond, he's beyond us. He's a terrible God. He's a terrible God. Which regardeth not persons nor taketh reward. He doth execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow and loveth the stranger. Somebody say the stranger. In giving him food and raiment. Now his commission to the people, love ye therefore the stranger. For ye were strangers. Somebody say he was, he's talking to me. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You should fear the Lord your God. Him you should serve, and to him you should cleave and swear by his name. He's thy praise, thy God, that hath done for thee these great and terrible things which thine eyes have seen. Thy fathers went down to Egypt with threescore and ten persons. That's fancy lingo for 70. With, ten pe with 70 people. Now the Lord thy God hath made thee as the stars of heaven for multitude. He said, when I took you into Egypt, there was just 70 of you, but when I brought you out of Egypt, the stars couldn't number you. Look where you are now. Now, one last portion of Scripture. You don't have to turn there. Genesis 37 and 1. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger. Place mom and dad had prayed for. Place they had sought. Their children got to live in. Amen. Amen. I'm going to preach to you on this subject. I was a stranger. I was a stranger. 
very confident today in what the Lord wants to do in this room. Lift your hands with me and ask the Lord to speak to you. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Come on, would you call on him for a moment? Speak to my heart. you're going to help me preach, now add your voice to that and praise to him. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I was a stranger. The children of Israel in scripture were known as God's people. God had chosen them because a covenant he made with one man, Abraham. He said, Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. He said, out of you is going to come millions of people and I'm going to bless them because of what you've done. God, God's hand was with them. He provided for them. They were never without. If you read through the Old Testament, it was these people, God's people, the children of Israel that he parted, he parted Red Seas for. He, he led them um, where, wherever they were going. He would lead them in the way of a cloud. That cloud would just lead them exactly in the path that they were going. If, if they were traveling in the nighttime, he would lead them by a pillar of fire. The, uh, a pillar of fire would just lead them to where they're going. Sounds pretty amazing, huh? They were never hungry. They didn't have to worry about food because the Lord provided manna, what the scripture calls it, every single morning. It was, they walked out of their tents and it was laying on the ground for them ready to go. Gathered it together, provided for their family, and every day the Lord did this. They got the people at one point got fed up with the manna. They said, We're sick of. We're sick of it, eating this stuff all over, over and over again. And, and, and so God sent quail, hundreds of thousands of quail that just fell down right in front of them. He said, I know you're complaining, but look, look what I can do. I know you're murmuring, but, 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 but I, I'm still going to take care of you in the midst of your complaining. And You know, he's a real good God. He parted Red Seas. He, he, he took care of their enemies. He, you know, in one place, he, he, said, he said, all I need is 300 of you, of his people. And we're going to go to this army who's got thousands, tens of thousands of people. I need 300 of you. And oh, by the way, I don't need you to bring a weapon. <laughs> all that I need is a lamp and a pitcher. And some of you can grab a trumpet if you want. <laughs> I don't know about you. That don't make no sense to me. He said, I, I don't, I don't. He said, I, 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 I'm so committed to you that I don't even need you to fight your enemies. I'll fight your enemies 
for you. Just obey me. Grab the, grab the trumpet and the pitcher and the lamp. I know it looks weird to you, but, but just obey me and I'll, I'll fight your battles. I'll, I'll take care of you because my hand's on you. My name's on you. You're my people. I'm married to you. And so these people, they, they were led by the Lord. He, they were provided uh, to by the Lord. They were, they, everything that they needed was taken care of. And in the scripture you will find in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and beyond that every now and again there would be strangers that would approach this group of people as they journeyed out of the land of Egypt into their land of promise which was called Canaan. Every now and again they would come across strangers that would want to become a part of their people. And he said to them in Deuteronomy 10, he said, love ye therefore the stranger. He said, don't reject them because they don't talk like you and they don't obey the laws that you obey and they don't live exactly the way that you live and uh, they don't do all of the, the stuff that you do. He said, don't reject them for it. He said, you love those strangers. He was so adamant about it. Look at Leviticus 19 and 34. It's, it's worth reading. Look at Leviticus 19 and 34. I'm going to wait till you get that up there because I want you to see this. Watch this. Watch, watch how committed he was to the stranger. But the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you. He said the stranger is not just somebody that's going to be around you and may, and, you know, may just be a part here and there. And, and he said, no, 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 no. You treat them exactly as you would a native-born Israelite. He said, and thou shalt love him as thyself. For you were once strangers in the land of Egypt. In the land of Egypt, he was adamant about the care of the stranger. If you begin to study all throughout Scripture, it will tell you that if the Lord cares about anybody, he cares about the stranger. I'm going to tell you right now, he said in Scripture, he said, the reason I came to earth was not for the people that had it all together. He said, because the well don't need a physician. He said, but when I came, I came for the broken. I came for the ones who didn't have it together. I came for the ones who needed something outside of themselves. I know there's people that are well, but I didn't come for them. I came for the ones who needed me. And you have come to a building tonight, today, full of people who at one point in time 
didn't have it all. They were broke. They were busted. They were depressed. They were angry. They were addicted. And when they and when they encountered Jesus Christ, he didn't reject them. He didn't turn them away. He didn't say, you don't look like them. You, you, he didn't say any of that. He said, no, no, no. I've been waiting for you. He said, I've been waiting for you. He said, as a matter of fact, I've been telling my church to pray for you. I've been telling my church to get ready for you. This whole thing is here because of the stranger. Do you understand that the church is the only thing in the entire world that is created for its non-members? I appreciate the people that have been here for years. I've been here for years. I appreciate you all who have been faithful, but the church was not created for me. It wasn't created for me. It was created for those that didn't know, that didn't know, even know that they needed to be here. The Lord said, you're going to turn the lights on for the stranger. You're going to prepare a service for the stranger. You're going to get the songs ready for the stranger. You're going to do all of this so that a stranger can come and encounter me. Welcome to a church that is catering to the stranger, not to the saint, but to those that are far off. Welcome to a church that's been praying for you. Welcome to a church that's been fasting for you. God is going to do something in your life today. Clap your hands. We're a church for the stranger. We're a church for the stranger. Be seated. I remember Pastor Milliken. My, y'all feel what I feel right now. I remember Pastor Milliken, 2012. I made my very first trip to Guatemala. And uh, uh, Pastor Noe Barrientos had had just gone down there full time. And and, uh, they moved down there to be missionaries, and, and uh, we got a group that's going Tuesday, by the way, and uh, I'm going, and Brother Adam's going, and Lakin, and Seth, and Denver. Uh, it's hard to believe that we have a school in this church, but beyond that, we have a school with a senior class that we are taking a missions trip with to Guatemala. We're not here just to we're not here just to, to to make them write and read, although we're going to do that and we're going to be excellent in it. We we are here to open their eyes to the world that God has called them to give to and to save and to love and be a part of reaching. The mission of this school is training up so we can send out. And we're going on this going on this trip leaving Tuesday. At- at 3.30 in the morning, and uh, uh, 3.30 in the morning, help me, Jesus, and uh, you know, I'm the type of guy that's pretty laid back, and it'll all work out, and you got Adam, wave your hand back there, Adam, <laughs> you got guys like Adam back there that's detail-oriented, and everything needs to be in place and in order, and I'm just like, hey, it'll work out, it'll be fine, 
And so Adam's freaking out, making sure everything's going to be in place. And I'm like, hope you got it all together. We might not make it. <laughs> I'm teasing. It's going to be fine, Brother Adam. He's sweating right now. <laughs> but I remember my first trip down there uh, in 2012, and, and um, it was different. It was, I was a stranger there, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It was, it was different, different, all kinds of different. Lord, help me, different. Never been out of the country in my life. Never, never been into really much of a, any different cultures than, than the one I'd grown up around. And, and we get to the hotel, Pastor Melick, and, and um, hop in the shower. And I notice there's one addition to the shower. And that is a live electrical line that is going into the shower head. Some of y'all are like, what in the world? That's, that's, that's code? I don't know, maybe. There's a live electrical line going into the shower head that's triggering something in there to heat the water. And so every now and again, you'll be in that shower. And you... Doesn't happen all the time, but every now and again, now and again, it just blesses you for a moment. <laughs> feel fine. Somebody said you need recharge. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, you, so you're walking around the rest of the day like, man, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Just a different culture. I remember Pastor Noe, you know, to know Pastor Noe is to love him um, and hate him at the same time. Um <laughs> Very direct. Just you're going to do it because I said, and and uh, I think his personality is a D, uh, Pastor Mel. Like, I think so. Um, but uh, you're going to do it, and and that's the way it's going to be. And okay. And uh, and so he said, I, I'm going to order for you. I'm going to order your food. And I was like, mm, kind of don't want you to do that, but okay. He said, he said, I am going to order your food. Let me order your food. Say if you get what I get, it's going to be good. I said okay, and uh, so first meal, first meal, uh, the waitress comes and and they're communicating and and I'm foreign to that language, and uh, they're communicating and and um, you know I'm waiting on them to say burrito or you know something like that. And nothing never comes out and and uh, the food comes and. And, and it uh, plopped down in front of me is this whole fish. When I say whole fish, when, I, when something is whole, there is nothing missing. Okay? Eyes, there. Mouth, there. Scales, there. Tail, there. Fins, there. It was all present and accounted for. It was whole. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and sure enough, Pastor Milik, you know where I'm going with this. The first thing he says is, oh, you got to eat the eye. It's the best part. <laughs> I'm like, the devil is a lie. I ain't eating the eye of that fish. Eyes are supposed to look outside of your body, not inside of your tummy. I ain't eating that. You know, we're, we're around a table full of ministers, and I'm like, man. And I'm a guy with a little bit of pride that I struggle with. And so 
you know, I, I, I eat the eye, and, and that was the last thing I wanted to eat in that meal. Amen. And it was terrible. Just, just a, a different, and it was not the best thing on that fish. And I think he knew that. Jerk. And finally, finally, I, I mustered up the courage as a 22-year-old. I was like, Noe, I'm ordering for myself. Pastor Noe, excuse me. I said, no, you are not ordering for me anymore. I said, I want this. I pointed to cereal. I said, give me this. Just give me, please, 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 for the love of all things pure and holy, just cereal. Cereal. Sounds so good. She put the cereal in front of me. And I'd take a bite of the cereal, and the milk is hot. <laughs> Who eats cereal with hot milk? I thought cereal was a sure win. But sure enough, I'm eating hot cereal. And I'm like, Lord, kill me now. Feed me to the monkeys in the jungle here. <laughs> it was just a different culture, a different Way of life, definitely different hot cereal. They need to pray through. I, I believe that. But it was just different. But, but I'll never forget the way that they made me feel. I felt, Brother Chuck, I felt so welcomed. I didn't speak the way uh, that they spoke. We didn't understand each other. And, but, but they were so welcoming. Everybody was, it was a hug. It was a smile. It was, it was uh, just catering to us and taking care of us and I felt so welcomed and and so loved by these people and I I, I know I, I can't relate really with being a stranger here at the church but I I do know in some way shape or form what it's like to be a to, to be a stranger in that way and it can be uncomfortable right you get to church how many of you remember your first time in church and uncomfortable in your Looking around, where in the world do I sit? And and uh, man, how, how's my outfit? And and you know all this stuff. And and uh, you know you nervously look at your phone, like, oh God, please nobody talk to me. You know, um, you ever been in those awkward situations? I have, man, all the time. Uh, but I, I know what it's like to to be a stranger, and and I know what it's like to be uncomfortable. But but please know from the outset of this service today, that you may be a stranger to this life, but you are welcome here. You may not understand everything. You may not agree with everything. You may not be, you not be, you might not be able to relate with everything. There might be an electrical wire every now and again, you know, in, in, in what we do, and we're moving a lot and, 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 and worshiping a lot. But please know that you're welcome here just because you don't have it all together. Such were some of us, man. We didn't have it all together. We were broken. In this, we, had, we had so many things going on in our life when we came. Amen. We were a stranger, but we're not anymore. Amen. And just because you're a stranger doesn't mean that you're not welcome here. This whole thing is for you today. This whole service is for you today. Welcome to the family. Welcome, amen, to the best thing going in this world. Clap your hands unto the Lord.
be seated. And I was so moved by the way that they lived when I got there, Brother Gio, when I, when I started to, to, to go to places and do different things. I was so moved by the way that they lived. I remember uh, one time going to, uh, going to um, Coruscant. It's a, it's a daughter work of theirs. It's a couple hours away. And, and uh, you would go to Coruscant and you don't go to Coruscant on accident. Um, you're intentional. If you're going to Coruscant, you're going there. Um, a couple hour drive, and you know how we get angry, and, and, I, and I do this a lot too, when there's a bunch of potholes in the road and the road's bumpy, and you're like, man, this is terrible. They need to come pave this. Have you ever done that before? I've done that plenty of times. Uh, yeah, recently, yeah. Uh, and, and, but, but man, let me tell you something right now. Uh, on that road, you were hoping for those bumpy roads back here. It was like this in the car. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. What'd you eat today? Because mine's about to come up. You know, and in the middle, you got that electric shock happening. There's a fish eye in your stomach. And man, I, I was so moved because I, we got to Corsal and had service, powerful service, and and after the service, after the service, um, I hopped back into the truck. Pastor Noe and Sister Dawn were up front. I was in the back in the second row of the truck, and and he said, he said, he said, hey, you need to scoot over. I said, okay, and uh, and um, I, I guess I said it in a way that needed an explanation, but he said, he said. Um, he said, we're going to give some people a ride home uh, from church today. And he said, he said, what you don't realize is when we're not here, they walk two hours one way to church. No electricity on the streets in the middle of the jungle of Guatemala. <laughs> they walk two hours one way. He told me that, and I, and I did just like you did a second ago. Tears started flowing down my face. I didn't say anything for the rest of the ride. I scooted over, let these people in beside me. And let me tell you right now, Guatemalans know how to load a car. <laughs> these people got in beside me. They got in the back. They were everywhere. And... Uh, we're taking these people home, and I'm just crying. I'm just crying. Because I was so moved by the way that they lived. I was so moved by the way that their life was totally sold out to the Lord. God had blessed them with so much that they were willing to walk two hours one way to a service. And as a stranger to that culture and that place, I was so drawn to that. I was so drawn to their love and moved and convicted even by their love for God. And can I tell the church here that people are looking at you? Can I tell you today that when you come here, you're not coming here just, just minding your own business. There's people looking at you. 
wondering if wondering if you're doing it because because the Lord has done something in your life or or just because you have to check it off. Listen, we're not here because we have to be here. We're here because God has done so much. We're willing to do whatever it takes. We've got people that drive from Columbus to be here. We've got people that drive from all over this region to be here because God has done more for them than they could do for themselves. I was so drawn to this as a stranger. But the greatest thing that I learned on my whole trip, Brother Zion, is that I, yes, was a stranger. Yes, I was different than the way they were. But we served the same God. I was a stranger, they were accustomed to it. But when I stepped into the sanctuary, I felt the same presence of the Lord as a stranger, as the church folks did. I felt the same God come all over me and begin to do something in me. I've come to tell you today, the same God for the saint is the same God for the stranger. The same God for the one who has it all together is the same God for those who don't. Oh, I wish you'd take 30 seconds and rejoice that we serve the same God. Oh, come on, stand to your feet right now and clap your hands. Thank you, Lord. You may be a stranger to all this going on in this building today, but let me tell you right now, the same God that touched me and my family is gonna be the same God that touches you and yours. The same God that put the pieces back together for me is gonna do it for you today. Acts 2 and 39, throw it up there. Throw it up on the screen, Acts 2 and 39. Stay standing with me for a second. I'm not done yet. But the Bible says, for the, for, for this promise, somebody say, this promise. The promise of what? The promise of salvation. The promise from deliverance uh, from the power and the effects of sin. For this promise is unto you, the church, and to your children, watch, and to all that are afar. Afar, oh, let me let me make it plain for you. For the stranger as well, it's for you, yes. But don't you ever forget, honey. It's just as much for the stranger as it is for you. He died for me, and he died for the stranger. Oh, clap your hands and love him right now. Be seated. I'm almost done. I was um, just over the past couple of days, Thanksgiving has just come over me. Remembering and thinking of the things the Lord has done. You know, it, it's, a, it's a good idea to take a trip down memory, memory lane every now and again. You know, Paul said, 
Paul said the way that you're going to abound in the church or stay in the church is through a spirit of thanksgiving. Go read it. He said you'll stay with the spirit of thanksgiving. Nothing else will keep you. Looking back and saying, looking what the Lord has done, that'll keep you. I began to look at some things and started to think about my grandma and uh, how my family, who were strangers, came into the church. And um, I texted you about this, mom and dad, earlier because it was on my mind and and uh, my aunt Darlene, uh, my dad's sister, had started coming to church. And um, from my understanding, not um, hadn't been around church at all. Um, from what Dad has told me, the family dynamic was difficult. How, how many brothers and sisters, Dad? Six. Uh, so family of seven, seven kids, and oh man, that's wow. I'm just thinking from the perspective of a parent right now. I'm like three is all that I can handle right now, Lord. They had seven, and uh, one of them being my dad. But I um, started thinking, family uh, on my dad's side, no church background, rough. Just um, a rough, rough life. Just stepdad and the family, and and um, just rough dynamics there. And and my grandmother was a was a bartender, and and just trying to. They were trying to make in. I've told this story here before, but I've got to tell it again today. I have to tell this. And uh, my my aunt Darlene has started coming to church and. And uh, she was a stranger. Started coming to church, and people of God welcomed her and, and loved her. And, and she was finally, you know, she was there for so long. And and um, my grandmother at the time, when she was a bartender, had went to the doctor, and the doctor said, "Ma'am, you have colon cancer. You have six months to live. Get your." Get your house in order. Get your stuff together. You have six months to live. And, and um, amazingly enough, I asked Grandma on the way. Grandma drove me to the airport to Guatemala in 2012, and I recorded her sharing this testimony with me. And uh, she, said, um, she said, Cody, I, I was diagnosed with, with uh, colon cancer. And given six months to live, and Darlene had been going to church at that time, and and she said Darlene invited me. She said, "Mom, why don't why don't you why don't you come to church with me? Why, they 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 pray for the sick there, and they believe that God can heal you there. Why don't you why don't you come to church with me?" She said. So so I agreed to go, and 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 she said when I got there, I, it was, she said Cody, it was different. Do you have that picture of me and my grandma? Oh, you can't see it. My grandma, to know her was to love her. Um, she was hilarious. Um, just always cutting up, always 
you had to be really sure of yourself around grandma because she would, she, you know, she was never shy to tell a joke or, or to, to pick on you. It was just, it was fun. And, um, but my grandma, she, she said, I got there and man, she said, Cody, these people were weird. <laughs> she said, they were dancing, they were shouting, they were running the aisles and moving all over the place. And, and she said, I was just, she said, I was just looking for the nearest door. She said, I was just trying to get out of there. Like, what in the world is going on with these people? And she said, and she said, Darlene finally got a hold of me. And she said, Mom, why don't we, it's time, it's time to go to the front and they're going to pray for you. She said, I don't want to go to the front for prayer. She said, but, she said, but, but I, but I went and, uh, you know, just trying to be cordial to Darlene and, and uh, she said, but I went and she said, I went to that altar and, and, and they started to pray for me and, um, and they prayed for me in the name of Jesus and, and, and she said, she said, and that was it. And I, and I went back to my seat. She said, I really didn't feel anything. She said, I didn't feel anything happen. She just went and got prayer and went back to her seat and, and that was it. And, um, and she said, but. But that week, that same week, I had a, uh, a follow-up doctor's appointment. And, and she said, and she, said um, she said, I asked the doctor just to check. Just, just check. Could, could you just check and see? And um, so they checked, and, and, and the doctor walked back into the room, and he said, ma'am, I'm sure this is just a faulty test but we can't find any cancer in your body anymore. She said, Cody, she said, Cody, I thought it was a faulty test because the doctor told me it was a faulty test. She said, so I went back the, the next month and no, no cancer. The next month and no cancer. And he said, well, I don't, need you, I don't need to see you every month. Come back in six months, no cancer. Six months, no cancer. Six months, no cancer. One year, no cancer. 25 years beyond that, my grandmother lived. Why? All because of... Because a stranger was made to feel welcome in a place, amen, and because of one stranger walking into the house of God, I'm up here preaching in this pulpit because the same God for the saint is the God for the stranger. I don't know what you've come here needing, whether it be a healing in your body, whether it be a healing in your marriage. The same God that healed my grandmother can heal you today. Oh, I wish somebody would praise him for a moment. Hallelujah. Stay, stay standing. Music come. Music come. Watch Genesis 37 and 1 now. And Jacob dwelt. The kids got to live in the land where his father was just a stranger.
You see, you think the decision is just about you. But when Grandma made that decision, Dad, and when Aunt Darlene made that decision to come as a stranger, she didn't know. She didn't know that decision would affect generations. She didn't know that the decision she was making to come to the Lord, yes, uncomfortable, yes, very different, but she didn't know the decision that she was making would bless, would bless her family for generations to come. You hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. I know it may be different. I know it may be uncomfortable. But I also know that the God that created you has a perfect plan for your life. It's not hard. It's easy. It's not difficult. It's clearly laid out. If you'll just want your one prayer away today, your one prayer, say, Lord, I surrender to you. Lord, I give my life to you. Your one prayer away today from the rest of your life and your baby's lives being totally different. I was a stranger. But you don't have to be anymore. You don't have to be anymore. What do I do? He that calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved shall be delivered and shall be set free. All you've got to do is call upon the name of the Lord. That's what we're going to do. I don't know why you came. If you need a healing in your body or if you're a stranger that sat back and said, I've observed long enough. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm asking you to come. I'm asking you to come. I don't want you to wait. If you need God to do something in your life today, I want you to come right now. Right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Move. If you need God to do something in your life today, I don't care what it is. You need a healing in your body. You're ready to give your life to the Lord. I want you to come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uncomfortable, yes. Right, yes. Come on. Come on, move right now. Come on, while, while people are... Come on, I just want you to love the Lord right now for a moment. We're going to give people some time right here. We're going to give people a moment. I'm going to give you a moment to come. Just love on the Lord. Entertain the presence of God with me for a moment.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.